hard time As long as it takes to get what's rightfully mine And I won't be denied Cause all I've got What's up everybody? My name is Jordan the Giant Cassette And you're listening to the Stolen Gimmicks Pro Wrestling Podcast, episode 31 I'm joined by my co-host, Joe What's up? Uh, big week for pay-per-views and big week for football. So we've Hell got a yeah. couple things to get into. So it's a wrestling podcast, but I'm I'm mostly excited about football this week. Even though we had a great weekend of wrestling that would just pass by, but football is yeah. Upcoming. Even though we had two great pay-per-views and yeah. and a nice week of wrestling, and I was at, on the way. So. Yeah, and That's I was awesome. at SmackDown, so that just adds to it. It was great, um, but um. Stolen Gimmicks Pro Wrestling Podcast. Go check out our link tree. has all of our links on it. L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Stolen Gimmicks. Um, X.com. And everywhere you can find the podcast. And our t-shirt store. So go check that out uh, and support the show. We'd appreciate it. Um, but let's go ahead and get into some news here. Um, we did put the Fantasy Football League here in the news. Um, I guess we can talk about that a little bit. Yeah. How, how do you think you're going to fare with your... Uh... Shitty. I mean, pretty good team. I like your team. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. kiss me like that. What? So, <laughs> so the first week, um, last week, Ethan asked us, Ethan Chambers from the in the Marbles with Soda and Ethan, he asked us what a quarterback was. And I'm playing him week one. And that motherfucker was projected to beat me. <laughs> so that tells Dude. you how well. Um, he it got worse than that. He messaged me earlier last week asking me what a tight end does. He goes, "Is a tight end the guy who hikes the ball?" Oh my, like, buddy. Uh, <laughs> and then <laughs> I could hear his girlfriend or whoever in the background saying, "Oh, I like tight ends." And then the rest of the the rest of the video that Ethan sent me was just Ethan laughing his ass off about tight ends. So uh, I love Ethan. That's and then and then he funny. comes then he comes into the draft and has a pretty good draft until he takes two defenses. So that's okay. It's okay. Um, so speaking of tight ends, he, he, he pulled Travis Kelsey and he might be out this Thursday. We'll see. Um, but yeah, I, I'm playing him this week. He also couldn't figure out a, a good team name and we wanted wrestling themed team names. And, uh, he said, what about the Ethan's Austin theory? And I was like, what about the Austin theories? Cause Austin's a, uh, a city the theories. So Ethan's the Austin theories. Um, I'm Andre the Giants because, you know, the Giant. Let's go through these team names because this is the most fun part of it, in my opinion. Um, okay. You ha- you have the Brahma Bulls, you know, the Rock. Yep. Um, we have Greg here with the Alexa Blitz. Nice little football pun there. Um, Soda Hunter is the Texan Tornadoes. That's a good but, one. Yeah, I like that. Uh, is this your Uncle Bill here, the Hitmen? Yep. All right. Uh my brother Jason, the Rambling Rabbits. He had the first pick of the draft, and he started a quarterback run in the first uh, round uh, with Patrick Mahomes in the first pick. Yeah, of the until draft. I ended, I ended the uh, quarterback <laughs> run when I took Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was funny, but uh, the Rambling Rabbits is his team name. 
Uh, and then we have your uh, buddy Caleb, the Team Amish Roadkill. He he didn't have a wrestling name, and then last night he changed it to Team Amish Roadkill, and I kind of like that. Oh, did he? Did he really? I didn't yeah. see that. I'll have to look at that. That is hilarious. I yeah. you know what's funny? I guarantee he doesn't know who Amish Roadkill is. Oh, he yeah. looked up funny wrestling names and saw the name Amish Roadkill and probably thought it was the most hilarious thing. Yeah, and that he had, he'd ever saw. He has a picture he, of him he, and everything. He, <laughs> that's awesome yeah he uh he he's the type of guy that's he's like a casual wrestling guy so like as far as his wrestling goes as if logan paul's wrestling so i was like talking to him the other night and i'm like hey why don't you pick a logan paul theme name or whatever and he was like no no i'll come up with something and i'm like dude you're not just gonna be uncle grandpa one for the entire <laughs> season team uncle grandpa one so i'm glad that he finally came up with something i'll have to ask yeah. him about how he came up with it yeah, he actually went and changed his username for the app and everything to Amish Roadkill. So that's awesome. Yeah, I think that's why it says Team Amish Roadkill instead the instead of Amish. Roadkill. Oh yeah, he'll have to he'll yeah. have to adjust that. But I'm <laughs> I mean, glad that he's working. Matter. I'm glad he's on the right direction though. Oh yeah, uh, we got Drewy two times from uh, Tales from the Estate. We got the Mandible Claws is his team name, uh, and he has a Bray Wyatt picture, so that's pretty cool. Um, we got my friend Zach Snow. He's the Indianapolis Colt Cabanas. He's a Colts fan, so that's why he went with that. And then Luke Knight has the Canton British Bulldogs. And then um, Caitlin Vensel has the Mayhem Mommy, which I assume is a Rhea Ripley thing. Yep. Uh, so I, yeah. I was very close to doing the Second City Saints for CM Punk, but I that, didn't do it. That would been cool. But yeah, it's pretty fun. Um, yeah, I, I'm pretty excited. I think uh, I am too. We'll, we'll definitely do an update next week to see how everyone did for their first week. Um, right now, I'm actually projected to win 52%, but I don't really uh, know I'm how I'm also well. projected to win. Yeah. But the projections don't mean shit. And no. week one of fantasy is always all over the place. So you never for know. Sure. But yeah, that's what I'm living off of right now is that I'm now projected to win because I wasn't projected to win. And then I think because of Kelsey's injury. And um, he also has Waddle, who's questionable. And uh, Joe Burrow, who's questionable on his starting lineup. So we'll see. Right. But yeah, I'm pretty excited. Fantasy football. Um, and we had to make it wrestling related, of course, because if it ain't wrestling, we don't like it. Um, but yeah, that's my old podcast. Anyways, in the news this week, CM Punk has been fired from all. Which week wrestling. is this? Yeah. There's He's... three things in wrestling that won't die. <laughs> Judgment Day versus Owens and Zayn. CM Punk, AEW drama, and Vince McMahon. Those are the three things that won't die. This week we have CM Punk drama for sure. <laughs> and we had more Owens and Zayd versus Judgment Day, and Vince yeah. McMahon's still alive. So, but, but that that kind of died off on Raw. Was we didn't have any of that on Raw. We had it on the PS2 what Vince Raw. died on Raw. No, the fucking Judgment Day. <laughs> I, don't um, I don't know. It, it's kind of looking like that's going to continue to maybe like a War Games or something. Which, yeah, uh, yeah, we'll see. But I will say Hopefully not, but. they had a fantastic match at Payback, and we'll get to that. Um, yep. So CM Punk, it was released, was it Saturday night, right before Payback went on air? That CM Collision, Punk, you mean? They didn't oh. care about Payback going on air. They cared I, about their own show. Yeah, but it, it happened before I was watching Payback, so that's what I mean. Um, I, I'm talking about what I had going on. Yeah, um, but anyways... <laughs> I forgot a collision was even a thing, to be honest. So, oh, yeah, it, it was announced that he has been released or terminated. Um, 
because of what happened with Jungle Boy last week. But let's be honest, there's a lot of things that's happened that has led up to this moment. Um, a lot of people are taking sides. It's very anti-CM Punk on the interwebs, it seems. But I got to be honest. I might be pro-CM Punk in this whole thing. Obviously, I think he deserved to be fired because he did... Uh, assault a co-worker in front of his boss and in front of a bunch of witnesses. But there's so many things that should not have happened to lead up to this. And I I kind of feel for CM Punk in a way. And obviously we don't know the full story, but based on all the accounts that have came out, it, it just, uh, in my opinion, it feels like CM Punk in a way was set up um, and they just were continuously fucking with him. And he, he, I mean, multiple times now he's gotten to his boiling point and, he did things that obviously shouldn't have happened. Um, what do you think is going to happen now? Um, well, to begin with, I, I think that let me let me put it this way. From my perspective, I've been a I've been a big punk guy throughout the this podcast entirely. I, I was excited when he came back for the second time and 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 throughout all of his little run-ins with other people that he's had throughout his short but brief but over complicated run with AEW. I'm to the point where I'm kind of over it. I'm tired of hearing about different things each week and why it yeah, I'm still on punk side for the majority of it. I I get to the point where I'm kind of over the entire um situation. I'm kind of glad that he got released now looking back because it's probably the best thing for everybody. Sure. Yeah, I agree. Um, what do you think's next for CM Punk? Um, I think a big long break from the wrestling business. Yeah. And honestly, let's say he retires and it, that was it. I, I can't think of a better way to finish off your career uh, than wrestling. One of your biggest rivals from 20 years in history um, in front of 82,000 people pretty awesome honestly uh but the backstage drama really kind of sucks and it yeah really... it does suck that it that it has those footnotes of, yeah. of hey there was a bunch of bullshit that happened mm-hmm. but i don't know so overall now that we've seen the entire cm punk AEW arc what do you what do you think of his entire AEW run um Obviously, I mean, I think it could have been better. <laughs> I mean, obviously, yeah. like, no, I agree. The drama is really what killed it all. I mean, I feel like, I mean, he won the world title, then he got injured, then it, then he won the world title again, and then he got suspended and injured. Uh, and now he has this real world championship, and now he got fired. And it's just like he's never really got to capitalize on being the champion and show off, like, what it's like to be the guy running the show, if that makes sense, uh, as the world no, champion. So it, it really sucks that we really never got to see him to his full potential in AEW, but the backstage drama and stuff, he was the common the common thread there. And um, I feel like a lot of people don't like him because of it, and uh, I, I kind of get that. But honestly, my question is, would you be interested, and do you think it's possible to potentially see him in the WWE again? Uh. Would I be interested? I I can't lie to you and say no. I think it would be a great moment to have him return, but I think once you got down to the nitty-gritty of it and we actually got like a month into him being back, I don't think it would be 
the best thing for him. I think that that even though he might show up, you know, November 25th in Chicago at Survivor Series, I still think that maybe the best thing for him would be to just stay away for a while. I agree. Yeah. And or let's just say- call it like like but I'll completely change my tune once he debuts because it'll mm-hmm. be a great moment, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it would be cool to see him back in WWE. It'd be so surreal. Um, but if he's gonna bring the drama that came with him in AEW, then I don't want it. But I mean, even if he did one road to WrestleMania, that's and, what I kind of want. Yeah. Yeah, did one road to WrestleMania, got a nice showcase on a 2K and a good figure deal and called it a, a Hall of Fame induction of, and called yeah. it. Yeah, I, th- I think maybe give him should... the whole nine and then call it. You yeah, know? if I was in Cause... charge, I'd have him show up either in Chicago or at the Royal Rumble. Not sure where the Rumble is this year, um, and then have a just a little build up to WrestleMania. Maybe have him retire at WrestleMania, go into the Hall of Fame next year um, at forty-one, and I think that'd be really cool. Get a bunch of fucking figures out of it because that would be great. And uh, yeah, but. I, I think if Dude, you don't even have to do that, they could literally put him in the Hall of Fame this year. They they did it. Ray Mysterio was on the Mania card, was in the Hall of Fame last yeah, year. They definitely could do that. I don't know how early they they do the Hall of Fame, but to be honest, it seems like they wait till the last second. Sometimes it does, yeah. Especially like last year, it kind of felt last minute. Um, like I'm sure Bray is going to be the headliner this year. If I had to assume an early yeah. candidate, that's and, what I would do if I was them. Yeah, and to me, I, w- I was kind of like, in a way, like, why put Bray in right away? But why not? Because he, he it's not like he's dead. So, like, just why not? Just while everyone is still mourning over it, do this special thing. Make everyone see it. And that they did the same thing with Eddie Guerrero. So I think I would that- also like to see a Wyatt family thing, too. That way Harper could get in. Yeah, I think that would actually be really cool. Would and that put... way Rowan and Braun could do a mm-hmm. presentation or something. Yeah, but they'd be in the Hall of Fame then too. And Braun's still an well, active competitor. And I mean, he's a little bit of on the older side. I don't see him wrestling. And he that much he's longer. out with neck fusion right now. So Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not uh, I'm definitely not against it. Like it doesn't take much for me to consider you a WWE Hall of Famer worthy. It doesn't um, take much for them to consider you a WWE Hall of Famer either. Yeah, yeah. But uh, Bray Wyatt's absolutely Hall of Fame worthy. And so is the Wyatt family. So, I mean, yeah. I, I won't be complaining if that's what they do. But I would say I would say second best group of the 2010s. If the Shield didn't exist, they'd have the number one spot. Yeah. Um, I feel like they would want CM Punk to be a headliner as well. So they might wait yeah, a year. Yeah. They might wait a year. Um but we'll see. We'll see. I, that's definitely a little early to tell. And also, who knows? He might not even be interested in going back to WWE. Another report came out um, once people started talking about him going back to WWE about just a random uh, journalist, the guy who actually um, put out that WWE was bought by Saudi Arabia and everyone freaked out. The same guy, mm-hmm. uh, Cassidy something or Cass Loop or something. He put out that there was a backstage altercation between CM Punk and William Regal, where he refused to shake William Regal's hand and said, you're just one of Triple H's stooges. And that just honestly sounds fucking fabricated and fake and just outlandish even for CM Punk, unless there was more context to it that he didn't put down. But it just sounded ridiculous. But if that's well, the case, they also and- took a Miro confrontation out of context when yeah. the two were joking. 
yeah, at all. And so it could have been somebody might have overheard CM Punk saying tongue in cheek to William Regal, "You're just a, a, a Triple H stooge or something," yeah. you know. I mean, I'm messing around. It could have been multiple things. We don't really know. We weren't there. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And CM Punk's the guy who got pissed off because Hangman Adam Page said he didn't want to learn from um, Terry Funk. Was it a Terry Funk? What was the whole thing? And you're going to tell me that he's going to disrespect William Regal? I just, I can't see that. Um, but let's say that did happen. William Regal's back in WWE and he's back helping run things with Triple H. Uh, so who knows, but it's just definitely fun to yeah. think about because it's wrestling and that's what we're going to do is like, oh, what if CM Punk does show up? But if he's going to bring I do this- know, I do know Adam Page did a public interview where he said that he feels like he's to the point where he doesn't even need to study and, and mm-hmm. learn from the old timers that he could just do his own thing. And I thought that was a complete dumbass thing to say. Like, I feel like even yeah. if you are like a 10, 15 year veteran, you can always watch old tape to learn new things and, and, and try new stuff to to evolve your character and, and your and your in ring work. That that's such a that's such a um I don't want to say a cocky thing to say, but that's such a uh, arrogant thing to say. Mm-hmm. To be to be of the mindset of, oh, I don't even need to get better. I, yeah. I've already been doing this long enough. I make big money. I don't need to listen to yeah. other people. Yeah. And then there's also the young bucks like doing victory laps in Chicago, like on Pretty collision good. yeah it's like shitty like there was a thing going around about kenny omega on bte tasting uh a uh pepsi and like shitting it's on his it. water it was water it, it had a blue label so it looked like Pepsi. he's been drinking that forever <laughs> like every that's literally that one of the reoccurring bits on the show is because he drinks that water and he does it all stupid yeah so. i watched a compilation of him doing it um they got posted. Yeah. I probably, I think I actually like retweeted it saying, wow, that's childish. And then somebody fucking like actually put the context and said, that's not even a Pepsi. And I looked at it I'm like, oh, I feel like an idiot. And I unretweeted it because, uh, yeah, like at first, because like all this shit's happening and you do see these childish things that are happening from the Young Bucks and their camp over there. And I'm like, oh, and I believed it. But yeah, it, that's not what happened there. Um, but well, yeah, like, like Mark Henry said, now, now that the problem is gone, there should be no more crying. Uh, yeah. uh, there shouldn't be any more drama from the AEW side of things because we'll the see. cancer's been cut out. Yeah, we'll you, see. they they have rid they have rid the the wrestling world of its biggest problem. Yeah, I I don't think he's the biggest problem, but we'll see. <laughs> I think I think him maybe is a huge problem mixed with another big problem that's over there. But that's that's maybe a different story for a different day but i i would like to see punk back in wwe but i don't want to see the drama and part of me wants to assume there wouldn't be drama because i feel like there's not children running the show over in wwe but who knows so we'll see how this story develops we'll be talking about it if anything comes up um but we'll see yeah that's all i can really say hopefully we're done with cm punk talk for a while yeah, unless like it's to, good news. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I would like to get to to just being able to talk about wrestling in general and not just backstage stuff that we have mm-hmm. third hand accounts on Twitter that we're basing our opinions off of. Yeah, absolutely. So, 
Yeah, so uh, let's get into the Wrestle Roundup here. We have a couple pay-per-views and a couple weekly shows to talk about. Uh, first up, SmackDown, Hershey, Pennsylvania. Uh, I went there with my brother Jason. Um, it was fun. We got to see John Cena live. It was cool. Uh, I got to see I first time I saw Austin Theory live. That was cool. And LA Knight. So that that those were the highlights for me. Um, we got to our seats, and I was there two months ago in, in May, but three four months ago i don't know in may uh end of may and the seats i'm a bigger guy i'm the fucking giant and i sit down and in may the seats were fine i get there this past friday and i'm sitting next to my brother who's also a big dude the seats were not fine i'm like oh my god these are fucking small like my legs didn't have enough room and i'm like god damn i was like claustrophobic so the people next to me no one was sitting there so i moved over a seat and it was fine so i think it was just the fact that the two Two biggins were next to each other. Uh, but then the people came, and I was like, I can't fucking do this. And it, Austin Theory was coming out. I'm like, I don't want to miss Austin Theory. He's my favorite wrestler right now. Um, so I watched his entry, and I said, yeah, fuck this. We went to guest services, and I said, hey, anything you can do. Uh, we're too fucking fat to be sitting on those seats next to those people. And they uh, said, no, it's sold out. <laughs> there's nothing we can really do. We do have one section that we could put you in, and there's like, there's like one open row. So... They gave us seats to this open row, and it was empty, a completely open row. So it, it was actually the filler seats that they usually give out. And mm. he, she said, here's three seats. So you guys can uh, – one can sit in one seat, and the other can sit one over. We fucking – someone was sitting in the seats she gave us. So then we just sat in other seats and it, it was honestly perfect. And the fucking view, we were like eye level with the wrestlers and I'm like sitting there and Kevin Owens looks over and I'm like, he's looking right at me. It was like, it was awkward. Cause he's just like, it looked like he was like staring at me. I'm like, I don't fucking like this. Um, but it was a great time. It's always fun to see live wrestling. Um, went in a tangent about how fat I am there, but. Yeah, we had the return of John Cena. Obviously, uh, just a fun. I, I want to tell you um, real quick. I when I went to Raw a few years ago, right after the pandemic, when they started letting people back in the um, arenas, I uh, I had a like forty five second conversation with uh, Angel Garza because I was in like the second row, and I caught his uh, uh, attention, and because um, I was being an idiot and, and yelling at him, hey. Hey, you know, type of thing. And I got him to come over and had a nice conversation with him. And I had never sat that close at a, at a wrestling show. But I have to say, Angel Garza, really cool dude. He he literally went around the entire perimeter and was talking to like everybody that was saying anything to him during the commercial break. That's pretty so. cool. Yeah. You always see the people down there talking like during commercials or when they're playing video packages and stuff. Yeah. I sat I sat second row at a house show once, like right on the ramp. It was awesome. And um all the wrestlers when they're doing their entrance or walking back, we were able to talk to them and take pictures. It was pretty fucking cool. So did you uh, wear your Rey Mysterio mask and get him to do the headbutt thing that he does with all the, <laughs> all the Mysterio masks? You're like, well, that's a big fucking kid. Um, yeah. Yeah. They're like, why is this, why is this kid like great call size? What's he doing over here? <laughs> um, yeah, I was there with my uh, girlfriend at the time and uh, Jeff, not John Cena, Jeff Hardy came up. Uh, the new day we got pictures with the new day luke harper um becky lynch came up it was pretty fucking cool get like being that so this close. is what 2018 2017 yeah like yeah 17 i think yep, 17. yep it's a good time 17 or 18 for sure it came up on my memories in july i remember looking at them 
It's a fun time. But yeah, SmackDown, John Cena came back. Jimmy Uso came out. John Cena hit him with the attitude adjustment. Um, yeah, Jimmy Uso has a new theme song. It's whatever. It's not a great theme song. Um, but yeah, Jimmy Uso actually helped Solo in the main event. So like, because he back with the bloodline? It's honestly getting very confusing. And yeah, extreme. and that's <laughs> why I didn't write anything down really about it because I was confused mm -hmm. i don't know where exactly the bloodline thing's going yeah I don't i'm a little i'm a little put off by it right now yeah so i'm um, just letting them do what they do and i'm just gonna watch as i watch so yeah. i will say that the hershey crowd was awesome they always are uh, very loud there was one moment in the show where they completely died it was during bailey versus shotzi they were not. It was fucking dead. And then Charlotte Flair's music hit, and I'm like, like drowsy because I'm like, oh god, this crowd's dead. And I'm like, oh, Charlotte Flair's coming out. It was like, it was so awkward. Uh, but the rest wow. of the show, like L.A. Knight, when he came out, they fucking flipped the fuck out. It's crazy um, how not over women's wrestling still is. Sometimes, like, like it depends who it, it it's is. It's got to be a certain like, yeah. If it's not Rhea or like sometimes Becky. Or like, like, there's only like three or four women that the crowd will always pop for. Yeah. But even then, even in Rhea's matches, I've noticed that after the entrance and everything, it's not like there's not a lot of heat in the match. Like the crowd kind of dies yeah. during the match. Um, yeah. I mean, for for big matches, they'll they'll get up for it. But it seems like like for Rhea, it entrance is the is the yeah. reaction for sure. And I. I the entrance for just about anybody is where the main reaction is going to come. Uh, and then oh, big, yeah. big moments in the match, of course. But yeah, they were fucking dead for that match. <laughs> but LA Knight and The Miz had a nice promo. Well, it's it's WWE. That's all it is. It's it's theatrics and entrances and mm -hmm. promos. We don't we don't care about actual wrestling. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> facts. Um, did you hear the, I'm going to say the theory, the rumor that there's a, a big uh, face turn coming to the SmackDown roster? A lot of people are assuming it's... Uh, Austin Theory, I uh, I think that would yeah, be great. I, did see I, that. I think that would be great. I think he needs to turn face, and I think yeah, he, he needs to do something different. Um, it, something different than boring heel shtick that he's mm -hmm. been running for the last two years or mm -hmm. however long. I think he's good at what um, he's doing. Ever since but yeah. the Vince Egg thing, yeah. ever since the Vince Egg thing, outside of the phone gimmick, he hasn't done anything new. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think he's so, great and he's a great wrestler, but he needs something new. And I think a face turn would do him wonders. I think, like, I see how he interacts with uh, kids at like um, the contract signings, autograph signings, and stuff. Like, he just seems like <laughs> signing a signing a contract <laughs> for a United States Championship match with a Make a Wish kid. Yeah, yeah. no, but like he's just he's great, and uh, he he posted a video on his uh, Instagram. Because they did like a big uh, autograph signing for a payback, and yeah, he he he's re really cool. So I think him as a face would be great. I don't know how they would do it, but uh, I mean, he's teaming with Grayson Waller, which I like them together. But Grayson Waller could turn on him, you know. It's that simple sometimes. So we'll see. But then on um, payback, he yeah, was like trying to rip off Rey Mysterio's mask. I'm like, oh, it don't look like he's turning face anytime soon. So um, I do want to mention. I don't know if you got a chance to see this after the show, but uh. When when Jimmy Uso came out, did you see that the his lower third, his nameplate had three M's for Jimmy? Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Dude, yep. that is that is hilarious. Yep. Whoops, it happens, right? Um, I will be honest. I left 
during before like when solo sokoa was walking out for the main event i left i didn't care for that main event i was like i i'm tired aj aj and solo yeah i'm like that I was hoping John Cena would at least wrestle the dark match because it'd be cool to see John Cena wrestle. Um, but the the dark match was announced, and it was supposed to be Seth Rollins versus The Miz. That's what was announced on the commercial. Oh. Those never end up happening, but if that would have happened, I would have stayed. But the dark match was Karrion Cross versus Drew McIntyre. I'm like, I'm not staying for that. I'm going home. I'm beating the traffic. Oh, do you remember when they <laughs> had a strap match? Yeah, it was great. We'll talk was, about strap matches later, but it was so much better yeah. than the AEW one from this week. Um, but yeah, I can't even say it. like I didn't see the AEW match, but I know for a fact that match was fucking a million times better. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, the Drew McIntyre and Karrion Cross strap match is pretty brutal to yeah. watch. It's yeah. but yeah, SmackDown was fun. Uh, being there live, I, I'm sure it was. N- mediocre on television but it, it was fun to be there live especially yeah. just for the pop of john cena coming out and the pop of la night uh that that was worth it i'll be honest it took me a while to go back and actually watch smackdown because mm-hmm. uh for one thing i was at work and i started getting sick that night mm-hmm. but i did watch the um start of the show so i could see cena and then as soon as Cena left the screen i kind of turned it off for a while mm-hmm. and then i went back and watched it later yeah it, it was a t- okay episode you know it's just a normal yeah. episode of SmackDown. it wasn't it wasn't can't miss there was yeah. nothing that was going to keep me hooked for the whole two hours and i i i'm of the of the uh philosophy that i'd much rather be able to zip through the commercials than watch it live like i'll watch it live if there's something that's going to happen that i absolutely mm-hmm. want to see yeah. But other than that, I'll wait and I'll just zip through commercials. I- I'm weird with wrestling. If it's not live, I don't want to watch it unless it's like a pay per view. Really? I'm the opposite. Yeah, if I'd it's rather a watch it after. Then I can usually go back after and watch it because it's really a, it's a, yeah, it's a big match, and I'm like, okay. See, I'm like is... the exact opposite. Yeah, but like, I mean, I like to live tweet and stuff. Like that, that's what's fun to me to see what oh, everyone's yeah. thinking in real time. I can't do that. Yeah, that's my favorite. Um, but yeah, let's go ahead to AW Collision. Um, life without punk you wrote how was it were they booing pretty bad or uh so the show started with a tk giving the his little speech i guess i guess before the show went on air he took a folding chair out to the entrance ramp and, and had like a six minute conversation with the crowd just explaining his stance and stuff i kind of mm-hmm. feel bad for him because yeah. yeah he like he's kind of just in a tough spot right there it's um honestly it's kind of his fault for letting Oh, I'm, I mean, but, yeah. But I know what you mean. Like, it's that's shitty. You know, he loves CM Punk. Like, that's like one of his heroes. Yep. Um, he didn't, you know, he didn't want to fire him. And honestly, it sounded like CM Punk was going to quit anyways. Apparently, that's what he said when he lunged at Tony Khan in the locker room saying, I, I quit. think, I think it honestly was more of a mutual thing. Yeah. In their letting on. But I think Punk was ready to go, especially since we heard rumors. I forgot to put this in the news, but we heard rumors. Uh, earlier in the week that punk was trying to get out of his AEW deal yeah. earlier this year to maybe uh go to the rumble last year and maybe work a program with kevin owens at wrestlemania yeah. i can't so. believe we forgot to talk about that that's pretty wild and that's what yeah. makes me think it's possible that he might go to there's WWE. just so much punk stuff that it's easy to forget it's yeah. like two things every day it's ridiculous that's like the biggest thing though the fact that he was actually pitching to the wwe what he could possibly do like yeah he, that's true that's that's insane that yeah. that's what that's the only thing that keeps me thinking that maybe he will show up in WWE at some yeah. point. I mean, you know me. I like action figures and trading cards. 
that's what I want the most. I, I want action figures and trading cards of John or John Cena. I've, that's the third time I've done that. Of CM Punk, <laughs> John I, Cena I, on the brain, dude. <laughs> yeah, um, that's what I want. Is fig- I want memorabilia for for WWE because I think WWE figures do it best, trading cards do it best, and it'd be cool to get some new CM Punks and some reissues of his old expensive shit. I just to sold be his- honest. Oh, you just want a new straight edge society, <laughs> punk, dude. I just sold mine because like, oh. you sold your yeah, dude. Come on, no. <laughs> uh, I, I I'd say honestly, the biggest thing that I want punk back for is just just to have him back in WWE games. Not gonna lie, that that's like awesome. my yeah my biggest thing. Yep, I uh so. yeah, and I, I just like we said before, if he can come drama free, fuck, let's do it. I even just. I think he would have to be a part-time thing, like just a couple matches a year. Yeah, yeah. Times. No, I don't. I don't think you want anything different at this point. Yeah. I think that it's just now been proven that he he's not. You know, if you're gonna have him weekly, you're you're. For one, I thought AEW was running the risk of diluting him in the first place, sure. having him weekly. But AEW was in the position where they kind of needed to use him mm-hmm. weekly if they wanted to get solid ratings on Collision. I sure. shudder to think what the Collision ratings will be without him. That's kind of why I wrote Life Without Punk. Um, I, think, on here. I think I read that the the fast nationals for Saturday night's collision was like three hundred thousand. Well, keep in mind, <laughs> payback was on at the same time. True. So. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. So yeah, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take that one with a with a grain of salt. I, we'll I see what happens next week. Yeah, that's not fair. Um, but yeah. yeah. Um, so the one thing I saw from Collision, and I fucking loved this. Um, <laughs> Ricky Starks. Challenged. Dude, this segment was so good. <laughs> yeah. He challenged it to a strap match. He's challenged uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. And Ricky the Dragon Steamboat has the contract. He said, yeah, you're going to wrestle the dragon. But this dragon. And fucking Brian Danielson's back. And that was such a cool swerve. And uh, yeah. it's perfect for a go-home and a quick Great build moment. up. Do you think, that, I assume this is going to be CM Punk in this spot? Yeah. yeah. They even alluded to that uh, during the media scrum yeah. after All Out. But I will like say, somebody mentioned it and nobody denied that. Like yeah. they, like Brian was talking with Tony and they fielded a question. And the question literally started with, well, seeing as how this match was originally supposed to be CM Punk versus Ricky Starks. Yeah. And uh, and neither TK or Brian denied it. They just answered the question. So, yeah. Well, I will say, based on the way they did the swerve, it, it made it feel like it was never supposed to be. Like, it was perfect. I hate and, to say it, but maybe maybe Brian Danielson being in this match was better because, dude, yeah. this... I mean... Don't say, yeah, you didn't even see it. I mean, Brian Danielson is uh, maybe the best <laughs> in the world, and replacing him with CM Punk... I don't know. So, during the meeting... Media, okay, during the meeting scrum. Yeah, you know. Uh, during the media scrum... Brian Danielson w- was asked uh, something along the lines of best wrestlers in the world. And and Danielson said, yeah, there was a point in time in history where I did consider myself the best in the world. And and I thought I was untouchable. And he said, those days are far behind me. Nowadays, um, I don't think you could say anybody but John Moxley. And I'm oh. thinking, what the fuck is he talking about? Yeah. Like, I, I get that they're in the same <laughs> faction and that they're homies. But John, Mo- dude. Now, I, I this again, I will say that the main event for All Out took me by surprise, and I'll talk about it later. Mm-hmm. But my my overall opinion of John Moxley does not change. I think yeah. that he's kind of a one trick pony. Sure, yeah. So uh, 
I definitely don't agree that he would be the greatest in the world, but yeah. No, I think I think currently the greatest in the world. Man, that's tough. But pound for pound, maybe like a Gunther? Yeah, uh, maybe. Because, I mean, I, I would say somebody like Seth, but Seth, you know, he's kind of getting to the point where, you know, he's got that back, you know? No. Uh, I'm sure that there is some truth to that back. In oh, yeah, back. for sure. I would like to see Seth, like, go full force on a match. I, I don't know the last time he's done that. And, like, actually, like, try and have an insane match. But what have a have a melter banger match? Yeah, I mean, if you look back like his match with Cody Rhodes, the Hell in a Cell, that match right there was incredible. Hey, all of his matches with Cody Rhodes, but I don't know. I I, I definitely think he could be in the conversation. But sure, I I mean, I, and there's a lot of Japanese stars that are probably in the conversation that I don't even know who they are. Yeah, Takeshi. Like, yeah, <laughs> so um, but Collision, the main event was Jay White versus Dax Harwood, um. Yeah, yeah, I just wrote it down because it was the main, and it sure. kind of turned into a schmoz for the um, for the four on four tag that they had it all out. It's just kind of a, I mean, it, Collision was again a preview show since this was mm-hmm. the second straight week of, hey, we're doing this r- the night before the pay per view, so we're not gonna yeah. give you much, yeah, type of thing. I love that both WWE and AEW both had pay per views this weekend. That everyone was saying, oh neither of these pay-per-views look great on paper and they both going out of it and now obviously i did not watch all out but based off of reaction both of these cards i think knocked it out of the park and were great um but we're going to go ahead and talk about payback first and then you're going to have to really run it on the all out because like i said i didn't watch it so payback uh started with becky lynch versus trish good thing i didn't watch it you're gonna have to really (laughs) run it for this payback review (laughs) becky i mean i watched it but i'm gonna let you do it all yeah it's fine becky lynch versus trish stratus in a steel cage match opened the show this match uh, like we've talked about it before this this feud is kind of meh not a big fan of it but i thought this match was great and I've I seen, think it's a nice cherry on top of the shit cake that they've been having yeah. for the for the entire feud. You know, it's like it's like they put a it's like they put a brand new wrap on a nineteen seventy two rust bucket car. You know, yeah. like we're gonna have one nice thing just to top the everything off. Yeah, and a lot of the times you'll see a steel cage match is just like a random raw match, but I feel like this felt like a big pay per view match. I, I thought both women really killed it and i thought it was great i've seen people saying that's like the best steel cage match in a very long time no uh, see, no I, I don't know if that's something i would go i saw other people saying that it's wwe match of the year and i'm I've like seen that no too. i mean commentary said it and i i think it's okay for commentary to say oh that might well, be the of course match of the that's year. their job you yeah know? but i don't think that's going to be in the conversation at the end of the year but it was definitely oh, look, it <laughs> It's definitely up there for a, as far as women's matches go. Yeah, for for match of the year. But yeah. I, I I think there's been far better in WWE alone. Yeah. If you say sure. it was the match of the night, I wouldn't argue. It's not my. In yeah, my opinion. it's close. It's yeah. close. But I really like this match. So uh, and I'm happy they had a good match. And uh, thank you, Trish. <laughs> you had a great match. And she posted a picture of her, and she was all bruised up. She looked horrible. I mean, well, she didn't look horrible, but you know what I mean? Like the bruises and stuff. 
um, but pretty wild. Now Becky Lynch is chasing the NXT Women's Championship, and um, I, I doubt this is on our news or anything, but sh- next week on NXT, she's going to be wrestling Tiffany Stratton. So, um, mm, yeah, gotcha. okay. interesting. So, yeah. And then, so, was that just confirmed tonight on yes. NXT as we record? Okay. Yep. yep. Interesting. Yeah, yeah I, I I know we don't cover a lot of NXT, but I do still kind of watch it each week. Yeah. They're doing kind of a cool um, uh, NXT kind of G1 Climax style tournament mm-hmm. where they're doing like a round robin for points and stuff. Yeah. And I was thinking to myself, man, since since Jordan at some point is going to have to watch a G1 Climax because I'm going to force him to. You should you should uh, you should watch the NXT one so that you learn the rules because they're literally using the same the same exact rules. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I I watched Butch versus Axiom that just happened mm. tonight. I was watching that while I was it good. It. Yeah, it's what I saw of it, I didn't. I don't think I know who won, I, but I saw most of the match. <laughs> yeah, I'll um, have to I'll have to check that out later. Yeah, so. um, I don't know where this was on the card, but we did have a Waller mm-hmm. effect, Grayson Waller effect with Cody Rhodes. This is like the biggest waste of Cody Rhodes on a pay per view ever. But he just announced that Jey Uso is joining the Raw roster because Jey Uso quit. And now he's on the Raw roster. Jimmy's on the SmackDown roster. Um, they did say on Raw that SmackDown will be compensated for the pick. I think the reason Cody announced it is because Cody's going to SmackDown. That's my that's my prediction. Um, I but- think I think it's because Smack, SmackDown's going to be compensated in their own set of tag titles. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. That'd be such a weird way to introduce him. <laughs> yeah, but I, I I don't know who else could go to SmackDown, but I, I think it would be really cool if it was Cody because we need to get Cody versus Roman for wrestling. What if it's The Miz? <laughs> yeah. LA Knight, LA yeah. Knight would be... Yeah. LA Knight. Yeah. yeah I mean, go. The Miz did challenge LA Knight to a rematch. I don't know when that's happening, but... Yeah, I was just thinking of a way that we could get both of them on the same brand. Yeah, somehow. I, I, I mean, I don't mind a random like. That's one, a lot of heels on SmackDown, though. True. I don't. I don't mind like a one interpromotional feud. I'm just happy we don't see ten people from SmackDown on Raw every week and vice versa. So I'm I'm okay with the Miz and LA Knight like for a while going back and forth, and then maybe when they're done, we'll see someone else pop in. On, but I, I mean, it's the same company, and we all know that. But I'm just happy mm-hmm. it's not just a mixed match of everything because yeah. for a while there they did not give a fuck it's not the it. it's not the raw super show yeah um but yeah i remember back in the day they used to do the raw super shows or, or like raw roulette and uh yeah, they were, and it was literally just the entire roster yeah and smackdown people. yay mike knox versus santino morella <laughs> yeah <laughs> real good real good yep. um speaking of la Knight and the miz we had la Knight versus the miz with the special guest referee and payback host John Cena. Um, I thought this was fun. I thought it was a pretty fun match. John Cena kind of attitude. He's a good referee. I think uh, if Hollywood doesn't work out for him and he needs a job, he could be a referee. I, I thought he called it down. Okay, Michael Cole. Well. <laughs> Did he say that? Yes. <laughs> oh, my. No, but seriously, John Cena called it down the middle. He just, he was John Cena. Uh, well, LA he's Knight- a face. I would hope that he didn't go yeah. in there and just screw somebody. Yeah. But LA Knight, he, he pulls of, a Earl Hebner and 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 he absolutely screws the the baby face and yeah. and uh, <laughs> and LA Knight gets up and and spells AEW with his fingers <laughs> and hocks a loogie in Triple H's face. Oh my, that'd be great. Um, but LA Knight did kind of yeah did kind of get annoyed with John Cena a little bit. Um, I'm not exactly sure what happened. I'm, 
from what I saw, John Cena was calling it down the middle, and LA Knight thought that he had three, and he just got a little mad thinking John Cena was trying to screw him. And I'm like, are they really going to do John Cena versus LA Knight? It just doesn't seem like something. I hope not. They don't need to do that. And then at the end of the match, no. they shook hands. I think it was just kind of LA Knight showing, like, hey, come on now. Like, it's LA Knight. He's kind of a tweener in a weird way. He's not really a full baby face. Sure. But yeah, I, I thought it was a fun match, though. Um, and yeah. there, uh, I like the I, I like the moment at the end with uh, LA Knight and Cena, um, mm-hmm. showing approval. Cena showing approval for LA Knight. I have to assume that eventually we're going to get LA, LA Knight and John Cena tagging against the Miz. Um, I think that's the next logical step. I, I would like who that. Miz's partner would be, but I think I think if you're looking at Fast Lane, I think that's one of the marquee matches on the card. That could be fun. That could definitely be fun. Who, who would you have Miz's partner be? The Miz. Bronson Reed. Yeah, probably. Like, that's just, I mean, it's random, but unless you want to pick a SmackDown superstar, then. Roman uh, Reigns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine <laughs> the Miz somehow gets Roman Reigns to, yeah. to wrestle on the. Could you imagine uh, Paul Heyman? If if Miz was part of the thing <laughs> and part of the storyline, and and instead of uh, Paul getting on his red phone and going call Roman Reigns, it was call the Miz. <laughs> oh man, the Miz doesn't need a mouthpiece, but um, yeah, he does. Nah, um, dude, sometimes he gets hit hard in the mouth. He needs to wear one. Oh yeah. Up next, we had Rey Mysterio defeating Austin Theory to retain the United States Championship. It was a fine match. It was just a TV match, really, though. You know, you know, you're really bad when Rey Mysterio can't carry you to an instant classic. Sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm just kidding. The disrespect. No, they, were, they were kind of stuck in between two matches that were given good amount of time. So, yeah, and these guys just wrestled recently on SmackDown, so I wasn't expecting too much out of them. But yeah, thought- this was kind of just this was kind of just tossed on there. They're like, "Hey, you wanna you wanna see a SmackDown rematch along with these Raw rematches?" Yeah. And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." No, but there's a there's a if you look at this card though, outside of like a couple of uh, stipulations, this does read like an episode of Raw. For sure. But I mean, the multiple championship matches, it kind of really makes it feel a little more special. But I know, I know but it, if they hadn't been doing those exact matchups, mm-hmm. you know, like the only real fresh match on this card was Rollins and Shinsuke, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. Are you trying to say that this next match is, wasn't fresh? We had the Raw Tag, or it's the WWE Unified Tag Titles, uh, Steel City Street Fight. The Judgment Day versus KO and Sami Zayn. Come on, that was pretty fresh. I, it was not fresh, but it, I think they did a very good job at pulling this nah. off and making it feel fresh. Yeah, I, honestly, that stipulation of the Steel City Street fight was great. They, I thought this match was a lot of fun, honestly. They uh, went out in the crowd, and Kevin Owens jumped off the fucking balcony. Kevin Owens got busted wide open. It was pretty wild. Uh, they're wearing hockey jerseys. We got some cool table spots, um, but it did take five people to beat them for the title. So um, yeah, that that is one thing. It, it literally turned into um, Judgment Day, like a pack of hyenas just mm-hmm. screwing them left and right just to um, end up getting the belt. Yep, I, I I thought that was good booking on on um, their part to keep Kevin Owens oh, yeah. and Sami Zayn strong champions even in defeat. 
My dad was pissed. He he fucking hates the joke. He's like, oh, I fucking nobody can fucking win a match on their own. Like he hates Roman Reigns for that same Good. reason. He I'm still like, believes. And I told him, I was like, that's why you're supposed to react. You're supposed to hate them. He's like, no, yeah. fuck that shit. That was fucking stupid. <laughs> and yeah. he said, yeah. he said shit that I'm not allowed to repeat because I'd get in trouble. But like, <laughs> he, he was not right. happy. Um, but I'm happy to see the Judgment Day with like every title except for the world title, um, and the Intercontinental. Um, Oh yeah, and the, and the United States. Well, I mean on Raw, but let's say and the undisputed. Fine. Right. No, <laughs> I'll just keep going until I run out of belts. And the WCW cruiserweight. All right. All right. <laughs> we'll have uh Finn Balor beat Gunther, and then we'll have Damian Cash in and then look they'll have every single title on the line. That's a pass for me, dog. Yeah, I'm not I'm not a big fan on of the idea of Finn Balor beating Gunther. Although I think it'd be a good match. Um, I'm not a fan of the idea of anybody beating Gunther, and we'll not, talk about that later. Not for a while, at least, yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought that was a really fun title match, uh, tag match. So up next, we have probably the worst match of the card, but it wasn't it wasn't a bad match. It was just Rhea Ripley versus Raquel Rodriguez. Um, I had high hopes, thinking like, oh, they're really close friends, but um, no, they, I don't think they meshed very well, and it was kind of a long match for these two. I'll um, be honest. I got like halfway through this and I kind of skipped a little bit because yeah. I just couldn't do it. Oh, I boy, yeah. like I was watching this pay-per-view a little late because so Saturday I was at work and I was kind of sick or whatever, but we ran out of work anyway. And, and halfway through payback, I got to go home. So I was catching up to to the show and stuff. And um, this is how psycho I am. I had the live feed on one TV and I had the um, and I was rewatching the old the old um payback that i hadn't seen yet catching up on the other tv so i was kind of back and forth um watching it trying to catch up or whatever and instead of watching raquel and and, uh ria i was watching la night in the miz Uh, at that time yeah i I mean it was probably probably more enjoyable that way um yeah yeah, ria won cool (laughs) yeah i mean raquel had a match against Chelsea Green on Raw and she just destroyed her. So Raquel, they're gonna try and build her back up. But yeah, she lost the match. Um it was like yeah. 20, 20 minutes long though. So it, it was too long. 1722. Yeah. Um but the main event, Seth Rollins versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Seth Rollins won, but the whole I wanted Shinsuke to win so bad. But Seth Rollins was selling this back injury that came out of nowhere, by the way. Um apparently it's a real injury that he's been it's been nagging him for about five years now. Um but they they wrote it into the storyline, and I'm pretty sure the storyline is really about the money in the bank briefcase. Because when he finally cashes in, it's going to be because of this back problem. Oh, it's um, got to be. Yeah, but Shinsuke did a really good job working the back, and Seth did a really good job selling the back. Um, so it made it really believable, and it it actually like me watching the match. I'm like, okay, wow, like like the, he's really selling this. And my dad said the same thing. He's like, okay, well, shit, like you don't see that in every match nowadays. Like a lot of the time you'll see people no selling and working a body part. Yeah. And Seth Rollins would be moving slower, like, and like couldn't lift him because his back's messed up. Um, I thought that was really cool to see. Like I said, you don't see it all the time. Um, and I saw people trashing him because he was moving slow in the ring and they're like, Oh, people could work all around him. And I'm like, dude, he's, that's that ADHD 
uh, it's that ADHD generation of kids that can't sit still to watch a wrestling match for yeah. longer than five minutes. I'm like he he's not moving fast because he's selling a back a spinal injury. Um, but no, this I match, know. Yeah, this match is really good. I just honestly, at the end of the match, I'm like, are you kidding me? He didn't lose, and dumbass Damian Priest isn't cashing in. Like it, it was. Yeah, perfect- that's the thing that got me. It's like Seth Rollins is in a pile of crap, just laying there dead. And Damian yeah. Priest doesn't care. He's just chilling. Somebody He's... pointed out that they because they had a backstage interview. It was John Cena uh, dressed ridiculously like an interviewer interviewing the Judgment Day. And apparently the Judgment Day said that they were leaving to go celebrate uh, the, the tag oh, okay. title. But still, I'm just like, shit. Well, he was dressed as the uh, as the um, the interviewer that he played on uh, on that. Uh, what was that? show that they did that spoof that territory spoof show that they did on the network um southpaw regional wrestling yeah he was dressed as the um the interviewer on that show apparently yeah that was cool i thought he looked like Ernest. yeah he was i mean he always looks like Ernest, but um true it, it was funny though and he like he kneeled down so it looked like he was short i thought it was funny john cena is a national treasure but yeah that was payback what do you think overall of payback uh, I thought it was a lot better it, than I expected. It, it delivered um, over expectations. Yeah. Um, overall build and excitement going in, I'd give it like a three or a four. Mm-hmm. But overall delivery, I'd give it like a 6.5, 7. Out of 10. Which is pretty good for a B pay-per-view. You know? yeah. yeah, no, I, I agree. Yeah, I, I think I would probably give it a 7.58. I thought it was a good show, for sure. Got to give it the WWE curve. We're grading mm-hmm. on a curve here. <laughs> yeah um but yeah let's go ahead and get into all out um so it looks like it opened up with the ring of honor world tag team title match better than you baby defeat the dark order alex reynolds and john silver uh to retain yeah titles. yeah uh, i'm gonna be honest the first two matches on this card were kind of afterthoughts um sure. there wasn't a whole lot that was exciting up until the tnt title match so mm-hmm. real quick i'll just mention that that the first match um, for the ROH tag titles, it was fine. Um, yeah. Of course, Adam Cole and MJF retained. Uh, double clothesline, the whole nine, all that. But then we had uh, Samoa Joe was defending his uh, Ring of Honor Television Championship against Shane Taylor. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I haven't seen a ton of Shane Taylor because I've not been keeping up with that era of Ring of Honor. He sure. was kind of the era after I stopped watching Ring of Honor. But... Uh, He's he's fine, um, but this was more uh, so a vehicle to maybe start a Samoa Joe MJF feud because yeah. when Samoa Joe was making his entrance, he bumped into MJF, kind of like uh, back in the day when MJF was an extra for Samoa Joe's NXT uh, Championship reign as a security guard. You remember yeah. that GIF where he pushes him? Yeah. So they kind of they kind of did a playback on that. Yeah. And. Um, yeah, I think I think we're going towards uh, Smojo and MJF because MJF then ran down the ramp and attacked Smojo uh, before the bell, and then Smojo promptly killed Shane Taylor. So nice. Yeah, I, I thought that was pretty cool, and that's probably the biggest thing that people are talking about about this card was that little bump that uh, uh, Smojo did to MJF, which is cool because it, it is the world title. You know, a, out, they didn't main event, but that, that is it's... not the number one thing that I've seen people talk about is... on this card absolutely that's the number crazy. one thing i've seen <laughs> that's, that's wild obviously my algorithm is going to be different than yours but um 
your algorithm sucks. Yeah. No so, wonder you only watch WWE. Yeah. Up next, we had the AEW TNT title. Uh, Luchasaurus defeats Darby Allen. How was this match? Yeah, this is really where the show picked up. Christian Cage was on my screen. The real t- TNT champion. Dude, he should start calling himself the real world TNT champion or something. Yeah. It's just being a, it. Yeah. yeah, just be a, be a jerk. No, I, I love Christian in AEW. I think he's he's great. Um, this match, I, I I really am have not been a big Luchasaurus guy throughout the years, but Darby Allen is so good that he made Luchasaurus look like ninety seven Kane in this in this <laughs> match. And I'm not even kidding. Luchasaurus looked like an absolute killer in this match. That's cool. And it and this is really where the show started picking up for me. I really enjoyed it. I saw so. two things from Christian Cage uh, this weekend. One was his promo on Nick Wayne about his dead dad fucked up sure and then the other one was him on the press conference where they asked him if he'd be interested in edge joining AEW. and oh uh, yeah <laughs> he, he said i only have one friend and he is luchasaurus <laughs> it was just it was yeah. pretty fucking funny yeah um but yeah um he was also talking about his fat new contract that he just signed with yeah. AEW. yep so <laughs> um, christian is there to stay yeah Miro versus Powerhouse Hobbs. I've seen a lot about this one too, and the crowd chanting "meat." Um, and then I saw that C.J. Perry, formerly known as Lana, showed up after the match. Um, but yeah. how was this match? Uh, this match was, w- you know, it was it was your your big man match. It was fine. It, it started off kind of slow, but the crowd really got this match going. They got into it, and they were chanting "meat" at every move. And they started chanting meet forever instead of fight forever. Very funny. And then, uh, yeah, uh, towards the end of the match, Lana comes out. And uh, Miro kind of shrugs her off. So um, we'll see where that goes. But maybe we'll get some wild storyline where Lana will get with Hobbs or something. I don't know. But. I mean, she does have a history of doing that. She got with Lashley, so yeah. While, while Lashley was was in a feud with Rusev, so it's like any time that he's in a feud with somebody, she has to go cheat on him or something. I hope they don't do that because that'd be weird, just yeah. having her cheat on him again. But I'm honestly shocked it took them this long to hire her. <laughs> yeah, she she really completes the package as far as his presentation goes. Yeah. I, I, I think that, that she does a great job as far as um I mean I think he's an excellent promo. So she he definitely doesn't need her for a promo, but I think she'd be nice to have as as far as like a storytelling device, you know. So Yeah, absolutely. Especially because he talks about her a lot in his promos. Yeah. But then he's not happy to see her, which is kind of weird uh to see. No, her. well well he's been saying that he that he uh he bows to nobody anymore, not his god. Because he gave him a neck of sand, and not his hot flexible wife, because he doesn't want distractions. He the only person that he uh, bows to is himself, the Redeemer. That that was like in his last promo. So, so he's kind of like this uh, this self serving character now, where all he cares about is himself. Uh, so okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I would know that if I watched the product, but I'm a piece of shit and I don't watch the um, product, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, so Chris Statlander defeats Ruby Soho mid, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, 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 when it comes to the outcast girls, I, I don't really mm-hmm. get too excited. Uh, Statlander was wearing some cool Zoolander gear, 
Did you see uh, Ben Ben Stiller tweeted at her? Yes, I did. That's yeah, very cool. That's cool. Um, maybe Ben Stiller can wrestle her. Um, I'd watch it. Right. <laughs> right? No, yeah. uh, this match was fine. Nothing special. Cool. Um, no disqualification strap match. Brian Danielson defeats Ricky Starks. This match, I swear, dude. If if anybody's gonna watch any match from this card, mm-hmm. it's this one. Yeah, I want to go back and watch this one. I, just what I've seen of it, it looks awesome. Like any time I I had thought of a strap match in before, like in years past, it would always be uh, Vader and Sting from Super mm-hmm. Bowl Super Brawl three. I don't know if you've seen that match, but that's like the best strap match up mm-hmm. until this point. And then also JBL and Eddie had a really good one. Yeah. But other than that, there's been a lot of stinkers. But this match was brutal, and it was great. Um, both guys got color. Both guys were whipping the hell out of each other. Um, Danielson, Danielson, like, for whatever reason, when Danielson starts bleeding and he gets even more vicious, it just, for what, for whatever reason, it just makes his in-ring work appear more believable. Like, mm-hmm. he gets more believable the more beat up he gets, if that makes sense. Sure. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, well, this, yeah I, I don't have a ton to say about this match other than go watch it. Um, it was great. Yeah. If you I, like to watch dudes whip other dudes with belts, then you'd really love this match. Yeah, I definitely want to check this one out and uh, Kenny Omega and Takeshita one. So, yeah. um, eventually I'll get on and check those out. And yeah, maybe I'll watch them before next episode. I'm not going to promise. promise anything because I promised I'd watch uh, All In and All Out, and I did not do either of those things. So. You also need to watch the main event of this show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, up next, we have the Blackpool Combat Club. It's a tag team match. Uh, Claudio Casanoli and Wheeler Yuta defeat Eddie Kingston and Shibata. What's that first name again? <laughs> Why do you got to do this to me? Uh, although <laughs> although I pronounce it right, I think, every time. Cassiori. Um, there you go. But I'm just trying not to butcher it. And I, I just got to test you every time because I've heard <laughs> you say some wild shit when I have you pronounce yeah. these. Sometimes. But a good amount of time you get it right. Uh, yeah. No, this this match was a lot more of the uh, Claudio and Eddie story. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, once again, this match was in between two bangers. Not much. To really sure. say about it, um, Blackpool Combat Club wins. Mm-hmm. So awesome. Um, Kanusuke Takeshita. Nope. Takeshita defeats Kenny Kanosuke. Omega. Kanosuke. Not Kanusuke. Kanosuke, uh defeats Kenny Omega. <laughs> uh, I did see something from this match. I saw that Takeshita dropped Kenny Omega on his head. Looked pretty wild. Um, but it seems like yeah. he's a, he's okay. People are saying he's definitely concussed. Yeah, Kenny, but, you know. No, Kenny's been doing that for years. Yeah. Kenny's neck is built out of steel, so he's okay. Sure. Um, so this match is great. Oh, dude, the match is phenomenal. It, I I do like the strap match a little more, just because mm-hmm. I like. Um, I prefer real, like I, I no, I don't want to say real. I prefer more realistic feeling. Or fights when when matches break down rather than high spot after high spot of a big co- over complicated elaborate moves if that makes sense like i when a match breaks down i want to see people just beating the snot out of each other for real i don't want to see them doing uh 15 hurricane runners and no selling and, and poison runners and canadian destroyers so maybe this match was was a little um 
different sure. than the Brian Danielson and Ricky Starks match, but it was also good in its own right. I really liked this match. Did you and Takeshita actually won? Yeah. Did you see Don Callis has a T-shirt on Pro Wrestling Tees that is a hundred and nine dollars? Yeah, I bought it. No, you didn't. I'm just kidding. I would never. <laughs> but you know, people are going to buy that <laughs> because I think honestly, I think that's really funny, and it. I mean, it's something that's going to be collectible because not a lot of people are going to buy it. But you know, damn well, people are going to buy it because it's just affordable enough that somebody can. Like, ah, look what I bought, and it's fucking Don Callis' yeah. shirt. I think that's kind of cool that he did that because he's like, "Fuck people!" And you know, if they want my shirt, they got to pay for it. And it's not like he charged like thousands for it or something or hundreds but it's just a hundred dollars i think it's pretty yeah, and it's like how many people are actually gonna buy a don Callis shirt you know what i mean yeah. like it's not like yeah yeah it's i like it's a in-demand shirt regardless yeah. so they'll probably still sell like five of them probably um sure which i think i think it's funny i think it's cool that he did that it's just something random um if it was like a high demand shirt like a kenny omega shirt or something i think it'd be kind of fucked up for them to do that but um it's just someone who's not going to sell many shirts as it is and now some people are going to buy it just for that oh look what i bought yeah i did it like kind of a joke thing but yeah and it's a cool looking shirt don't get me wrong i wouldn't wear it and i definitely wouldn't pay a hundred dollars for it but i get it okay so we got an eight-man tag match here. We got the Bullet Club Gold, Austin Gunn, Colton Gunn, Jay White, and Juice Robinson defeat FTR and the Young Bucks, which is kind of awkward. They were teaming together right after CM Bunk got fired. Um, yeah, this was another this was another match where um, the star of the show was the crowd. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of fun chants, lots of uh, fun interactions. Um, FTR were kind of in the corner just smiling while the Young Bucks were doing every high spot they could sure. trying to win the crowd over and the crowd was booing. They finally, <laughs> I mean, they they finally got the crowd into everything and the match was fine. And Bullet Club Gold ended up actually winning this match, which caught me off guard, but they kind of snuck one. But I, I thought the match was, was, was really good. Uh, FTR and the Bucks were hitting all sorts of combo moves, um, like tag team finishers together but with the wrong partner so uh nick jackson i believe and cash wheeler hit a shatter machine and then dax and matt hit a uh uh bte trigger so that was cool that was cool um i saw that wheeler did like the cm punk fists when he walked out it was pretty pretty uh that was on collision oh was it my bad my bad yeah um watch the product it was in chicago i got that right at least um anyways main event international championship john moxley defeats orange cassidy new champion um i i did hear some good things about this match i listened to a couple podcasts today while driving and people were raving about this match so dude i gotta say um still i'm not a big moxley guy i've seen just about everything he does so he Mm -hmm. never has really tickled my fancy but i i will say that orange kind of kind of turned a leaf for me he got out of the routine of just doing the same stick every week that he's typically doing. And this match, he kind of turned it on. And I think that he he had maybe his coming out party as like the next top guy, like not top guy, but top tier guy in mm-hmm. AEW. I, I definitely could see him positioned in a more higher profile matches now. For sure. After after this. I um, mean, he looked great, though. He bled buckets, too. 
Damn. It's pretty cool that uh, this match main evented. I mean, it shows you. I mean, obviously, they've been building prestige for the international tip title since Orange Cassidy won it and has had it. Um, and all those defenses. And then they had a main event, arguably their biggest show of the year. Obviously, last yeah. week's bigger, but you know, All Out has been their big show to me, at least like looking. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Do you think if Punk would have stayed, Punk and Starks would have main evented? I honestly don't know. That's an interesting question. Yeah, because maybe, been... maybe not. Honestly, I thought going in, I thought Omega and Takeshita was going to be the main event. Yeah, I would have too. That's what I would have assumed. But, yeah. but I mean, we had a title match main event, so I guess it's cool. New champion. Yeah. I I would I would give all out an eight out of ten. Uh, yeah, that's cool. I would not uh, rate it because I didn't watch it, and it would be unfair to. Rate well, it. I'm glad you're not just talking about <laughs> it. Yeah, I rate it a zero. I hated it. Wow. Yeah. He's got the he's got the WWE goggles on. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, let's get into Raw real quick, and then we'll do. Oh, we're back to the we're back to the land of of Jordan's oh. favorite toys, real wrestling, WWE. Yeah, this... real graps. Yeah. Jey Uso debuts on Raw. Honestly, I have no clue what he did. I was cooking dinner. I did see that uh, he had like Sami Zayn came out and hugged him, and then yeah. they'd had like a little stare down on the ramp with Riddle and McIntyre. So. Uh, pretty interesting there. I think he came out and stood on the turnbuckle and did the arm thing for a while. And I thought, I mean, yeah, I mean, he's on Raw now. That's I'm kind of sh- his. That's kind of his new gimmick is <laughs> to do that arm thing that they've been doing. What do you think he's been doing? What do you think he does uh, on Raw? Do you think maybe he'll go and fight uh, more of the arm thing? Yeah, I saw people predicting he might beat Gunther eventually, and I'm not no. interested in that. But I, I've been seeing it. Um, but yeah, I, I'm sure it's just like some storyline building, getting him away from his brother so they don't have to do him versus Jimmy right away. But uh, we'll yeah, see. yeah, uh, we did have a fun tornado tag team match with the Viking Raiders and McRiddle. Um, I did like this match, a lot of fun little spots there. I don't know if they're actually being called McRiddle, but I'm gonna continue like to call them that. Me too, I like that a lot actually. So yeah, uh, Shinsuke and Seth Rollins. Uh, Seth Rollins said, I want to wrestle you right now. Shinsuke said, No. And then they did uh, Shinsuke versus Ricochet, and they're definitely continuing. He tried to to kill him. He wrapped a chair around his head, and (laughs) Seth had to make the save. Yeah, so they're definitely continuing Shinsuke and Seth. So maybe maybe Shinsuke will get the win next time. Uh, We'll see. Uh, New Money in the Bank briefcase for uh, Damian Priest. Uh, Purple one that says Senior Money in the Bank. Janie McDonough gifted it to him. Pretty cool. Um, Yeah, he's trying to to suck up to them. Yeah. Try to. I, I don't know if he's trying to get in the Judgment Day or if he's just trying to be cool with them. I don't. I can't tell based off of his actions if he's trying to join or not. It seems like he's trying to join, but he gave it to Priest. Yeah. I feel like this cool ass custom briefcase should have happened like right after he won it and not two months in. But maybe that means just means he's going to have it longer. So. It took him two months to make it. Yeah, out of scratch. They already have it up on WWE Shop. You can pre-order it now. Oh, of course. It looks cool. I like purple, so it, it looks neat. But yeah, um, we had you wrote uh, Stark kills Baszler's Rousey momentum. Yes. So we haven't seen Shayna Baszler for quite some time, mm-hmm. ever since she beat Ronda Rousey, and then they, she had a match last night with Zoe Stark, and Zoe Stark just straight up beat her. Like it yes, wasn't even that long. Did you not watch no? that match? No. I must I must have been like <laughs> half watching it. Yeah, Shayna Baszler tapped her out. No way. Yeah. 
that I got the result of that wrong because I, I genuinely was kind of pissed. I was like, no way. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. good. Yeah, cause I thought that too. I was like, are they going to, cause like they're kind of building up Zoe and I was like, are they really going to have her beat Shayna after that? And then no, Shayna won. Um, well, good. I'm, I'm glad that's a, that's a nice little surprise. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And then we had Gunther versus Chad Gable in the main event. Um, good match. It, uh, it felt short and there's a lot of commercials during this match for sure. Uh, but I will say the last five minutes of this match really heated yes. up. Yes, and the it, last, it, the ending of this match, the last five minutes was definitely the best part. Yeah, I agree. And then uh, Chad Gable's kids were in the front row, and after he lost, it showed his daughter lose it. She was bawling. I was like, "Oh no, <laughs> dude! They should do that every week. Yeah. Bring his kids and watch, make him, make them watch him get uh, killed and lose every yeah. week. Just, just like the Mick Foley." Uh, um, beyond the mat, where where his kids are in the audience, just just do that type of thing every week. <laughs> My dad just, just said, build up Gunther as a as a kid displeaser. Yeah. My dad's like, why would they show them in the crowd? That just means he's gonna win now. Like that's kind of spoiled. I was like, oh, just like they flew in Shinsuke Nakamura's mentor for from Japan for him to win, like because uh, right, the great Muda was in the crowd for his match and yep. he lost. So and then. Chad Gable lost, and it was honestly I loved how they showed his family and they showed how upset they were. It was great, and I was kind of hoping Great Muda would interfere somehow and missed Seth yeah, or something. That would have been cool. But, I would have liked that a lot, but that did not happen. Um, Gunther officially will become the longest reigning Intercontinental Champion in history on Thursday, which was yesterday. If you're listening to this on Friday, yeah, eat it, hockey talk, man. Yeah. So congratulations to Gunther. I know a lot of people were really worried about him when they changed his name and, uh, he, he did it guys. <laughs> no, uh, Gunther's awesome. And I, I, I think he deserves this and yeah, he's fucking great. And I think, and I've always thought Gunther is a better name than Walter. So if you don't like that, fuck off, but yeah, yep. raw was, mediocre but that main event was pretty good and i'm ready for a pay-per-view match between gunther and chad gable let him go full force no commercials fast lane give him give him 30 minutes to rock at fast lane yeah. i feel 20, like they, 30 minutes yeah but i feel like if they do that then chad gable is gonna win and i don't want gunther to lose it right after he gets the record let him have the record for a couple months you know like let's really extend that record uh to survivor okay. series I've... at least in my opinion i think he should keep that um, but we'll see. So Survivor Series, Gunther's going to lose. CM Punk's going to return. We're going to have a Bloodline Fatal 4-Way. We're going to have a War Games. We're going to have a... Dang, Survivor Series is looking pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, honestly, last night, I was to a point where if uh, Gable would have won, I wouldn't have cared. I'd be like, okay, awesome. He, he's a champion. And Gunther didn't get the... I definitely bet record. on a few near falls there. Yeah. And, uh, like, I mean, obviously, they're this close to the record. Why wouldn't they give it to him? But I was at the point where I was like, fuck it, let's swerve them. Let's not give it to them. But no, they gave it to them, which is it's cool. I get it. It's cool. Uh, but anyways, that's our wrestle roundup this week. Let's go ahead and hear a couple words from our friends over at In the Marbles with Soda and Ethan. Yeah. Hey everybody, I'm Soda. And I am Ethan. And we are In the Marbles with Soda and Ethan. We are a NASCAR podcast that talks about the past week's race, and we review the upcoming race for the Trucks, Xfinity, and the Cup Series. Yes, we also host a fun and interactive NASCAR Fantasy Cup Series where participants can win up to $500 in prizes each season. $500 in prizes. Yes, and the best part is, it's completely free to join. No subscription, no Patreon, just pick your driver each week for a chance to win prizes. The participant with the most points at the end of the season wins an 
actual in the Marbles Fantasy Cup Series Championship trophy. That's right, an actual trophy. So we hope you will join us next time on In the Marbles with Southern Ethan. And before we get out of here, you got anything you want to add? As always, peace, love, and all the above. And we'll see you in the Marbles. All right, we're back. Um, we're going to end the show, and we're just going to do a quick top five on our favorite matches from the weekend. Obviously, all of mine are going to be WWE. I apologize. I did not watch uh, AEW. I'm sure Joe's are all AEW, so we'll see how that goes. Pretty much. Um, you say you say <laughs> I'm sure, but literally before we started recording, for whatever reason, we decided to guess each other's top five, and we both got our the other person's top five exactly right, just based off of guessing. Yeah. So, so yeah, we 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 already know what's coming. Yeah. So. so number five, do you want me to go first or you first? Go ahead. Default. Um, not a great, I mean, it was a fun match. It was whatever. Austin Theory versus Rey Mysterio. I mean, if I would have seen an AEW match this weekend, probably any of the AEW matches would have went in this place at least. Um, and this match wouldn't be on my top five, but Austin Theory and Rey Mysterio. All-time great and my current favorite. I, I don't even that think works. that's making my top ten from the weekend. <laughs> You're probably not, but there you go. Uh, your number five? Miro and Hobbs. All right. Um, yeah. Anything you want to add to it, or just no? Yeah. I, I mean, we've we've talked about all these matches it's in true. length. I I really just kind of feel like the ranking is 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 kind of just sure extra cool. because we we've already talked about the matches. Yeah. They know they know what we thought. Cool. Number four, what I thought because I was the only one that watched them. <laughs> yeah. Number four, L.A. Knight and the Miz. Number four. Is that you. it? Anything extra? Yeah, I'm, no, I'm, I'm not going to add anything. Fuck you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, okay, so my number four was uh, the Judgment Day and Kevin Owens. Uh, oh, yeah, because they teamed. Uh, <laughs> the Judgment Day versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn yeah. in, the, uh, in the Pittsburgh Street Fight Penguins Pirates Steelers match or whatever they did. Yeah, super fun, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, my number three is Shinsuke Nakamura and Seth Rollins. Real quick, I do want to mention, I I, I think that that WWE kind of proved how to do a stadium stampede better than AEW. Yeah. With, with that tag match. Like, I know it was less people, but they still mm. did it better. Yeah. Uh, less people was probably a big factor in that, but yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> um, my number three is um, Orange Cassidy and John Moxley. Okay. Nice. Uh, my number three, I already said Shinsuke and Seth. My number two is the Steel Cage match Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus. Okay, my my number two is uh Omega and Takeshita. And I I have literally all AEW matches here on out. The only yep. the only WWE match that made my top five was the tag. So yep. which fitting is my number one, the Steel City Street fight. Um like you said, uh, it's probably the less people and also another thing that WWE uh, a lot of people bitch about it's a lot of laying down. Like if you're not on camera, you're laying down. You're like you're selling um AEW with the stadium stampedes, there's so many people, so they're constantly just fighting all over the place and you're missing shit. Yeah. So that's another factor. Oh, yeah. There. But they miss things left and right. Yeah. That's my number one match for the weekend that I saw. Uh, like I said, okay. I would probably honestly, I would probably have what you're about to say is your number one is my number one if I would have seen the match, but I can't put that without seeing it. So well, my number one is the strap match, Danielson yeah. and Starks from all out. So awesome. Yeah. Great weekend of wrestling, um, whether I've seen it all or not. I, I mean, I can see reactions. Based off of reactions, I can tell you, AEW did a great job. I know WWE did a great job. And uh, yeah. it's great to see. Good to see. Um, 
the PWI 500 every year. Very controversial list comes out. Yeah, it's kind of like a kayfabe list, but yeah. not. It's like a weird. It's the weirdest thing that I've ever seen. But I'm always interested to see, mm-hmm. you know, how they do it and what it, it what it ends up being. So. It comes out next week, and I thought it'd be fun, real quick, if you want to, we want to predict predict who's going to be in the top five. Okay, N- not necessarily in order. Okay. Yeah. Um. I. I. I definitely think that, as far as the number one spot goes. For me, I think that they're going to give it to Rollins. Mm-hmm. I don't um, know. That seems like the smart choice. I think number one might go to Gunther. Yeah, yeah. If he he he's probably like number two, and the only reason is because he hasn't been holding the main mm-hmm. championship. Yeah. So it might be hard for them to give that to him. Sure. Um, where do you think the first AEW person gets? Put in a, I, I think Orange Cassidy and MJF will both be in the top five. Okay. That's not um, bad. Yeah, I could see MJF being two. Uh what about Roman? Where's Roman going? Honestly, what I would do is Gunther one, MJF two, um, Roman three, Orange Cassidy four, and Cody Rhodes five. That's oh that's, wow. So you'd you'd have Seth way down there. I Seth, think Seth's had a great year. Seth would probably be six. Uh but also <laughs> Also, like you said, it's kind of kayfabe. So he is a champion. So maybe he would. Yeah, he's been a main champion for quite some time. For sure. So I don't know, but that's just a random five I threw together there. And I think I I could definitely see all all of these people being in the top five or top ten for sure. I bet Judgment Day and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn will be very high. Um, You got to basically it's based off of who's had championships for the longest Mm -hmm. and who's uh, wrestled the most. And it's very kayfabe driven where like yeah. it's it's realistic based on how where, how and where they put people. So yeah. like if you've wrestled a lot of matches and won a lot of matches, you're going to be pretty high. If you've won a lot of belts or had a belt for a while, you'll be pretty high. So. Yeah, I could see Sami Zayn's going to be high up there. Uh, yeah. Kevin Jay, Owens, too. Probably Jay Uso um, mm, yeah. might be up there. Um, Solo. Solo is going to be pr- posted pretty high. Definitely. Yeah. I, I, he's, only, he's only had two losses since being on the main roster. So for sure. I love the PWI 500. I do think like often I disagree with things, but it it's is something. a little goofy. You oh, know, absolutely. Given the, given how non kayfabe wrestling in general is these days. I still have but, a couple of them upstairs from when I was a kid. I had the too. one from, uh, I think 2007, John Cena was number one. I had that nice. one sitting on my desk up in my room. So, um, I always buy it every year too, just the magazine. I right wonder now, what Brian Danielson is on that. I don't know. The injury might have hurt him a little bit, but he's only been out a couple months, so I don't know. No, I'm talking about the 2007 one. Oh, I'll check and I'll let you know. Because that's like prime Ring of Honor, Danielson. Yeah. So I'll look into that and I'll let you know. Because when I had no, it as da- a kid, Danielson on the PWI 500, he's probably he's probably he's I, I'd probably say he's like top 50 oh. somewhere in there. When I'm we're done because recording. he has missed a lot of time. Huh. When we're done recording, I'll send you a Snapchat. I'll go up and grab it. Uh, but yeah, okay. I, I think it'll be fun next week. We'll probably talk about it if it releases in time for sure. us to record. Um, but yeah, I just think it's kind of fun to to look at and talk about. So yeah. yeah, it's always been something that if I don't like buy it, I always look at at mm-hmm. least on Twitter or something. If I see a PWI, I'll usually grab it off the shelf for like the eight bucks or okay. whatever, and then I'll I'll often keep it in my car and forget about it and throw it away in a month and never look at so. it. I've done that a few times. Uh, right now, uh, 
Matt Cardona and Steph Delander are on the front of it. So I've been wanting to grab that. I've seen it a few times, but I'm always working and I don't want to grab a wrestling magazine while I'm on the clock. Um, which wouldn't Why be not? the wouldn't be the weirdest thing I've bought on the clock. I've bought in toys, I've bought in cards, I've bought in fucking uh hairspray like random shit so i really i don't know why i wouldn't have bought it but i haven't yet um but yeah that's our show for this week a lot of wrestling talk um but next week might be a lighter show because we don't have pay-per-views to talk about um well i have some football to talk about yeah the first week of the uh soul gimmicks fantasy draft uh with a lot of our podcasting friends are in that so let's go ahead and talk about our podcasting friends we got tales from the estate with drew and caitlin they're both in the league uh go check out their show um they talk about a bunch of random stuff i uh, love that show every week it's one of my favorite listens um we have the three brews podcast um with ty ryan and aj um i'm actually in their fantasy league they do like a weekly fantasy league where every week you have to draft a team and it's like two dollars a week but then you win money if you do good i uh i put my first week's uh, team in there and um I just did – they have this, like, guru that will help you pick teams because it's hard to decide who to pick because you have, like, a certain amount of money you can spend. So I used the guru to kind of, like, help me budget out my money, and I'm probably going to do terrible, uh, but we'll see. But that's a great podcast. They talk about beer. They do top fives. They do uh, AITA stories, and they banter. Brothers bantering is always fun because I have a lot of brothers, and I know how it is. Um we have the fully posable wrestling figure podcast is Jeff and Scott talking wrestling figures. Um, yeah, go check them out. Uh, and then in the marbles with soda and Ethan. Um, yeah, they're, they're also in our fantasy league. So very excited for that. Um, so yeah, I think that's all of our friends there. I, uh, if I forgot anybody, I'm sorry. It's late as shit. It's the latest we've ever recorded. It's like four o'clock in the morning. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> in the morning. It absolutely is not. It is ten thirty my time, eleven thirty your time, <laughs> and feels... you're off tomorrow. Quit complaining. So this, uh, so this is the only day this week I've gone into work on time. <laughs> so, dude, you uh, are such a degenerate. So on Sunday, I woke up at eleven and went in at eleven. Uh, and I'm supposed to be there at six. I mean, I, I work by myself on the weekends, especially, so I can do whatever I want, pretty much. Monday, I woke up at about, no, I went in at 10 on Sunday, 12 on Monday. It was a holiday. I only had four quick stops. Um, and then today, I went in at fucking 5 a.m., and I was, like, dead all day. Now, I'm really feeling it right now, so I'm going to fucking go to sleep. <laughs> so, but anyways, all right. do you have anything to add before we end the show? Uh, Go Chiefs. Go Cowboys, damn it. Fuck uh, the Cowboys. Uh, I, sorry, my, my bad, dude. Fuck the cheese, bitch. No, no I, I actually I actually don't have a single problem with the Cowboys besides the fact that they're overhyped every year and mm-hmm. people that don't know football like them because they're a mainstream team. Yeah. That, that's love- my problem with the Cowboys is that they're yeah. overhyped and everybody likes them for absolutely no reason. Trust me, I have a problem that they're overhyped too because I follow that hype and I get excited and then they d- disappoint me. And then they play like um, shit every year. Yeah. I could be seen as that guy who doesn't like football and I, I like them because they're a mainstream team, but I'm not really that. I like them because I was born into it. My dad's a huge Cowboys fan. Um, sure. So yeah. But yeah, I, that's how a lot of people probably have their team because they were born into it. Um, but I also love the fact that I have a favorite team that is a division rival of the popular team in my area, which is the yeah, Eagles. Yeah, that's the weird thing. <laughs> yeah. um, you live so, in Eagles country. Yeah, I think there's more Steelers fans out here, but there's a lot of Eagles fans. 
Um, yeah, so yeah, there's no other NFL team really close. Well, I mean, yeah, not really to to the Chiefs. So the Chiefs kind of cover a lot of ground out here in the Midwest. You got some like Bears fans trickling in, and maybe like a lot of Packers fans randomly. But they're another one of those like mainstream teams. A mm-hmm. uh, couple Colts fans, but other than that, like the Chiefs kind of dominate the Midwest as far as as if you're going to pick an NFL team. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, I uh, I say that there's a lot of Eagles and Steelers fans around here. There's a lot of Ravens fans because I live in Central PA, but I work in South Central PA. It's all Ravens fans down there because you're super close to the Maryland border in Baltimore. So yeah, yeah those three teams and there are a lot of Washington friends, uh, Washington fans around here as well. So uh, Commanders, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, that's our show for this week. Thank you so much for listening, and come back next week for more stolen gimmicks. Bye. Bye.